Hey guys, welcome to Chess Talk, episode 181. I'm just doing this little disclaimer because there was some issue with the audio after we recorded it. It wasn't during the recording because Rob didn't mention anything being wrong with it, but Brittany and I's audio got a little iffy. She cut out a lot and wasn't picking up correctly, so I had to cut out a lot of her stuff, unfortunately. So if the conversation jumps around a little bit, sorry about that. There wasn't really much I could do while also saving the episode. So... Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the episode still, and we'll be back next week with another regular episode, and we're going to triple check everything and make sure that we don't have issues like this again. Thanks so much. Enjoy. So this is Chess Talk. What episode is it? 181. Uh, yeah. I was like, this one you have to know because we just did a game. No. Like, you can't no. fuck for, it up. But for some reason, I thought there was an episode in between. This no. One in the game. It has been one week. It's, it's been it has felt weeks. longer than a week. No. <laughs> it's felt longer than a week. Well, hello there, listeners. I've been drinking less. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to go there, Rob? Is that how you want to start yeah. the episode? No, I mean, I, I, no, it's a good thing. I've, I've, I've been consuming less, less bread by not drinking. Is it because of the liquor tax? Is that why? No, it's just, I. it's not. I just don't think about it when we get home and we're trying to eat healthier. So I was just like, I want a beer, but I also want to sleep normally. But on Friday, all of the beer. You make up for the rest of the week. Well, aside aside from that tangent, I'm here. Cody, your host. Brittany's here. Hi. I am also here. Robert is remote, yes. When you... You know how hard it is to edit when you talk over people? It's like, fuck, is it off track? And I'm like, no. Rob just talks <laughs> over people. I just don't know how I just don't know how long the latency is, but then I forget that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> because the the recordings are synced up on time, not on latency. Uh, it's yeah, I know. I try not to do it. Oh my god. I'm sorry. So, welcome back to Chess Talk. We got a regular episode this week. Where we're going to be talking about some movies, some TV shows, and yeah, catching up after our week of no game or no topics. And just game. So do you guys want to talk about what you've been up to or just get right into the topics? What have you been up to, Rob? Nothing crazy. Just uh, grinding away, writing code, going to, going to meetings. Although, I will say this. I thought hour and a half long meetings were bad. Our TPM, technical program or project manager, had a two and a half hour meeting uh, yesterday. That's like half your day. Yeah, it's, it's grody. Anything else exciting happening to you? Mm, no, nothing. Nothing crazy. How's our mascot? The dog. He's good. He was my office companion today. I wish he could come to work with me, but he can't. So he gets to come to work with me when I work from home. Didn't you register him as so. a service dog? <laughs> I did. I know. Uh, Starbucks is really weird about having animals in the, in the building, I've noticed. Uh, over the summer, there was a uh, puppy Bernie's Mountain Dog um there only because he's a puppy and they, they so many of you watching him so that's why he was there but yeah no, places like google or amazon or stuff like that and microsoft they're they're super cool by bringing dogs to the building starbucks so. is satan yeah i just it was very odd uh, the culture is very interesting and from talking to people, people it's just a very different development culture too so uh, i don't know it's just weird but he's doing super he's enjoying the weather he's getting out and doing dog things we're gonna go to the farmer's market again on on sunday we'll get some more pics sent uh sent your way but you guys, what have you been up to? Rob and I are playing chess. I forgot to mention that. Oh, we are. Yes, that is also true. That's the other oh, part of uh, chess talk. Oh, the subtle reminder. It's my turn. What are you, Cody? I have been playing Dark Souls all week because I hate mm. myself. 
and I'm trying to beat all of them. I am like How's it going? 17 hours into Dark Souls 2, so I think using the game progress route, I'm like halfway through the main content and then I have all the DLCs to do after that. So I'm probably like halfway through and it's terrible. I fucking hate it. <laughs> because it's so frustrating when you have all these souls built up, experience points, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go back and spend all my souls, and then you just get fucked <laughs> by something that you've beat ten different times, you've jumped over this bridge before, you've dodged past this enemy, and then the one time when you're like, alright, cool, I just need to get back safely, I'm going to be fine, and then they fuck you, and then you lose all that progress. So... I don't understand. What do you mean? So, like, if you've unlocked some stuff by killing people or doing whatever and unlocking souls, if you if you die, you lose all that those souls? If you die, you leave behind, like, a marker, like a blood stain, essentially. And so if you get back to that blood stain, you then get all your souls back. And so it's fine. But if you die before you make it back to the first blood marker, they're just gone. And you can't ever get them back. Oh, so if you die on your way to getting to your... Oh, yeah. okay, that's... So essentially, if you die twice in a row without getting your blood marker, you just lose whatever you had from the first death. And that probably happens a lot further in the game. It No, because a lot of the times I'm dying now, it's just like stupid bullshit. Stupid items that are on an edge or enemies that have a crazy huge knockback and they just position weird and knock you off a cliff or just accidentally rolling and falling down somewhere it's just stuff like that or jumping down an area you're not familiar with and oh my god there's five enemies it's just it's dark souls i know what i'm doing to myself this is (laughs) not new to me (laughs) you've accepted your life choices yeah fuck that's i don't want to talk about that too dark (laughs) uh so yeah let's get into topics uh do you guys want to talk about the trailer first start off with something interesting the trailer for trailer for what Spider Man. Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, it not see it in the list. Yes, I would love to talk about this trailer for Spider Man. You put it in Discord and you said, "Hey, let's talk about this on Friday." Oh, I forgot. I, I'm looking list. at the, I'm looking at the, the document, so I'm not, I'm not even looking at that. But that's fair because I did, I did definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you literally did this. That's the only reason <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm so much better with lists than like when I do that shit because it, I throw myself off because then I forget that I did that. So yeah, so, yeah Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man, do you. Did, what? Is this thing. <laughs> is this real? Is this trailer? Because I was thinking about this and I was like. Uh, you, it saw really, it. you saw that. It really grinds. <laughs> no, I didn't see anything. It's just me thinking. Like, it it makes me annoyed that Endgame hasn't come out yet and they're already putting out the trailer for the next movie after Endgame. It's like so I'm like, yeah. are they are they just doing this really cool thing where it's like none of this footage is actually in the movie and they're just like fucking with us, but at the same time, why would they make this trailer just to do that? Because they have all the monies and they like lying to their fan base. No. And I'm really hoping that's the case. Yeah, but it's Is there like some theory I'm not aware of or yes. I don't know. Is is, is there? there is. Yeah, oh. so the theory is that Disney spent a big chunk of production budget to create this trailer they're using some of the existing footage from the actual film and then footage deliberately used to misdirect us for the end of endgame okay that's what i'm i'm really hoping that they didn't just were like yeah but they asked for the trailer on twitter so here you go i'm confused though 
What do you mean trying to misdirect us? So, for example, uh, Nick Fury, who shows up in a very ominous way, much un- much more uncharacteristically dark than his other incarnations, uh, which, as an aside, my thoughts are that maybe we're not dealing with the 616 or the cin- original cinematic universe. Maybe this is a slightly different Nick Fury. But that whole inter- interaction may have just been filmed specifically for this trailer. Because he might have never come back from Endgame. He may be dead. So, we don't know. So that's that's the theory, but I think Mysterio is 100% like the bad dude. Um, that is the reality here, but that's just something people were throwing around that maybe this was deliberately shown because of what Cody's alluding to. That it's just so so soon. Yeah, it just seems soon, and it's like, do they really not give a shit at all about the weight that they're building up and the tension that's building in their 20 movie arc? That they're yeah. just going to, like, throw it away because some people wanted the trailer now. When does Spider-Man come out? July. Yeah, so in six months or so. Well, I mean, I think normally trailers come out, like, at about that time. It's just in these but circumstances. Normally it's a teaser, not, not a... Yeah, yeah, not, yeah not, not like a full trailer. trailer. That's why it's weird. Yeah. Well, it's a teaser trailer. It gives away, like, most of... Well, the plot, essentially. Yeah. Like, the entire plot. Yeah. Unless it's fake. In which case... I'm hoping... Because... So, because the, with, with the vibe I've gotten from Mysterio, which, by the way, I'm super excited for Jake Gyllenhaal to be Mysterio. He seems like a perfect candidate for that character. What the vibe I'm getting from his character is that he is the, you know, traditional Mysterio where he is using his powers or his mysticism to pretend he's a good guy. Yeah, he's or syndrome. Or to appear to a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he has syndrome. Um, and so he's doing that. And that's the kind of trail they gave off. However... There's another theory floating around that he actually does, in this incarnation of Mysterio, does have powers like a sorcerer. And that's why you see those, um, not the smoke, but the actual like kind of like time stone-esque powers going around during like, that, that cutscene. In this incarnation, he's more akin to like Doctor Strange, like he falls under that realm. Yeah, exactly. Aside on theories, do you think the trailer was fine? Meh, meh? I think it gave way too much. If it's real. If it's real. If it's real. I like the, my favorite part was just the little Spider-Man rendition at the end. They made it like Marvel and epic and cool. The Spider-Man theme song. I like that. That was my favorite part. I was like, oh, if they do stuff like this, I would actually want to buy a Marvel score. Yeah, so I'm hesitant about this trailer. I don't know if I believe it. Let's see what comes of it after Endgame, how true it is. That's my last thoughts on it. So, trailer aside, we got two movies that... Brittany and I saw, and Rob didn't. He's mm-hmm. busy, boy. We sure is the favorite and Vice because we like good movies, and these seem like they're going to be good. And then we saw the Golden Globes, where they won Best Actor and Best Actress for both movies, one one for each. You know what I mean? Do the they? Thing, do you the, know? Do you the know things, what you mean? the things won the thing. So we're like, let's see that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Vice first or favorite? Let's talk about Vice. So this is the Dick Cheney movie? Biopic? 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 Comedy biopic? Yeah. Uh, it's a loose biopic. Very, very, very factual. <laughs> Everything that happened in this movie is how it happened. This is just real footage that they finally remastered. No? <laughs> I think that's Not false. Really? I haven't even mm, seen it. I don't know, man. Those those look like real people to me. Not real people. <laughs> okay, anyway, so... What did you think of the movie? Uh, it was funny. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like it had a because I don't know if I've seen an Adam McKay movie or if I have. What it's has been he a while. Done? 
a lot. He did the big short, I believe. He did. You have not watched that. You have not watched sitting, that? It's sitting on our counter. Yeah, my dad gave it to me. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I've seen a movie of his. And so this is like a different style. And I thought that was kind of refreshing. I know you said and people are mentioning that it felt sloppy and the editing my, was weird. Well, my first like, because it's like a lot of stuff to cover in a, yeah. in a movie. Yeah. A very long life that's been led. A lot of fucked up things. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of things were just kind of rushed over and th- some things were too called upon. I mean, do you have any examples of the rushed over things? Most of him being vice president. Because I don't know if they wanted to do like a deep dive into like all the terrible things he did and like as what he did as vice president and like what his that, point that's was. That's what the point of the movie was is how I've... he became the most powerful person yeah. in the country. It showed how he became. Well, yeah, but like what he did also. I, I thought it was going to be about how he got to that point and I feel like the movie did that. I don't think it was going to be like this huge like wikipedia article about everything he's done it was just i mean it was basically a wikipedia article that was funny yeah so you're saying it's it's more of like it wasn't intended to be an expose on the bullshit he did just on this rise to power to get there and like how comically bad it was it kind of was an expose okay it was it like it brought i'm sure to some people to light like things all of the stuff that happened is stuff that is very well publicized Mm -hmm. everyone knew about it we might not have known about it because we were but a lot of maybe Adam McKay's fans that are younger mm-hmm. might not have known about it either. Yeah. It's so. not really an expose. It's just like, hey, don't forget this stuff happened, guys. Yeah. And he's still alive thanks to a donor's heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very traumatized. Oh, yeah. God, okay. I'm sure. Because the entire time in the movie, spoilers, uh, it's being narrated by Jesse Plemons, which he's from Black Mirror and um, Breaking, Bad. Breaking Bad. He's Meth Damon. And <laughs> Jesus, he's it's That's your people know who I, that is. Um, yeah, it's your turn, Ron. And he's after like the first cutaway to him, he's like, "My name's blah blah blah. I'll become important later." And then you don't really hear about him for the rest of the or you don't. He doesn't expand on that for the rest of the movie. And then towards the end, Dick Cheney's in the hospital because of his heart attacks, and he's you know dying because his heart's failing, and there's no donors. And then it cuts back to Jesse Plemons. He's giving an explanation. And then, boom, gets hit by a car. And he's a donor. And he is the heart donor for Dick Cheney. That's clever. But it, it was fucking... It made was, me jump. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking scary. Yeah. that This was a very loud movie, too. Because there were a lot of, like, war scenes and war shots. Yeah. And it got very loud in this very movie. Loud. So that was a standout moment. Uh, the other... My favorite moment was definitely the fake ending. Halfway oh, my through. God. Yeah, I think the acting is really well done, too. Like, I get why Christian Bale won. Amy Adams did a crazy good job as well portraying, what was it, Lynn? Lynn Cheney. Yeah, Lynn Cheney. Oh my god, she was great. Yeah, she did a really good job. So, I don't know. I I think if you just don't think about the political side of this movie, and how can you? But if you just go to see it for, like, a movie-going aspect, and just to see these actors and actresses do a great job portraying characters, I think... That's a reason enough to go and see this movie because it does a really good job of doing that. I enjoyed the storytelling aspect, the like it like cut around and changed like timelines and stuff like that. Like I thought that was refreshing mm-hmm. instead of just like a beat by beat kind of movie. You know, what would you rate it? Uh, like six. Uh, I'd probably give it a seven. Not amazing, but good. I would see it again. Funny. And I, and I guarantee you guys have seen something that uh, he's been in. 
Uh, or, yeah, sorry, that uh, he that Adam McKay has worked on. Okay. Like Anchorman, Talladega okay. Nights, Step Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He made Step Brothers. Yeah, I've and Talladega Nights. We're gonna talk about the favorite now, and we're about to get into a weird movie, and it's gonna sound like we're making up scenes that happened, but no, this is this is the movie. <laughs> did you see the trailer for this movie, Rob? Um, I did watch it. I think like a couple months ago, like not like a month and a half ago. But I don't remember it super well, so I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. So when I first saw the trailer, I got very excited because I love <laughs> Olivia Coleman so much. I was like, oh, cool, Emma Stone's in it, too. I've never seen anything Rachel Weiss, Weiss has been in, but this looks great. It looks funny. It looks exciting. It's like a really good period piece. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I did not expect 95% of the things that happen in this movie. Lesbians. Holy fuck. Lesbian. You gotta hear Olivia Coleman say fuck me. To Rachel oh, Weiss. Okay. Yes. Holy fuck. So it's like a very <laughs> loosely based story about Queen Anne. Queen Anne had was the Duchess of Marlborough. Uh, they didn't say in the I movie, so I don't know. It was some kind of noble woman who was very close to the Queen, Rachel Weiss's character had a lot of influence and was very she was very persuasive and manipulative rachel weiss is close to the queen yes okay i was just making sure very close relation and emma stone's character comes along she's rachel weiss's like cousin Mm -hmm. distantly Um, she used to be noble and then her father like gambled her away because when they introduce this character they keep mentioning how her dad's like crazy and known as a crazy guy who burned a house down while he was sitting inside of it Emma Stone comes to the palace and decides to try to get in favor to way up from a maid to personal maid and starts having a, a relationship with her as well. As you do. You see Emma Stone's titty in the movie. <laughs> just just one. Just one, literally just one. She's cuddling. They're cuddling. Yeah. Queen loves to be loved. That's what she wants to call it. So, yeah, it just... The That's movie. the premise of the movie. Yeah, and so okay. Emma Stone eventually like wedges her way between the two of them and kind of pushes Rachel Weiss out and mm-hmm. becomes the favorite of yeah. the queen. Bah. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird scenes. Yeah, the director apparently has a history of making very weird movies that are kind of absurd. And- yeah, but this one's at least not controversial, but there was just like the first weird thing I was like, this is kind of a weird scene is like the duck races. The that duck happened. racing scene I thought was weird, but like, okay, maybe that's something they were into. The first weird scene to me was the ball when Rachel Weiss and the one guy were dancing. It started out as like a traditional classical like waltz, and then they started doing really modern dancing. Mm-hmm. This isn't normal. Yeah. Something about this is off. And then the very next scene is when Rachel Weiss and Olivia fuck. Yeah. I was like, okay, this movie is not a period <laughs> piece anymore. Oh, fuck. And then there is... The biggest weird scene that surprisingly in the Reddit discussion thread, like it took a while before people started talking about that. I can't remember what was happening in the movie, but then it just all of a sudden cuts away to this naked man, like laughing and dodging these mangoes that these other men, like other um, noblemen, they're in the palace. Yeah, they're in the palace. They were just throwing fruit at him, throwing fruit, fruit, and he's just like laughing and having a great time and it's just this naked fat dude just dodging them as best as he can 
and it's just like there's just like it's in slow motion and there's like dramatic mm-hmm. music happening. I think a lot of those weird scenes with the duck racing and throwing fruit at naked men, it's like probably commentary on British royalty at the time and like maybe it was a very dramatized explanation of events, but they did weird shit. Yeah, I'm sure, but it was just it's not what I expected from this movie because like you said, I thought it was going to be more like period piece and more just like straight serious. I thought it would just be like slightly funny but more serious story of two women manipulating their way into power. Was that... no finger blasting. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see any of that. You just hear stuff. You see... You see titties. You see arm motions. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, I I think this movie is fun. It was interesting i've never seen anything like it yeah and i can say that i really like the movie when emma stone hasn't won essentially and it's her and rachel vice like having their back and forth and trying to one-up each other oh it's great i feel like that was like the peak of the movie and like when emma stone was slowly like figuring it out i thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. and then after that like when emma stone wins it's just like okay yeah it's like the movie could have ended a couple times and would have been fine and then the ending, the screen just gets, like, overtaken by rabbits. Rabbits play a huge part in the movie. It's not just some random shot of a bunch of rabbits. It might as well have been. It was really fucking out there. There was meaning behind it. Yeah, I fuck. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> okay. Rabbits. It's just rabbits are ruling everything. Rabbits directed this movie. They and... represent her dead children, Cody. <laughs> How does this movie sound to you, Rob? I'm confused, but it sounds like Vice. Uh, it sounds like Vice? No. Like, in a weird way, like, it's like a different version of Vice. Not, not, without the finger, with, explain. Like, it's just manipulation and corruption to be in power. I mean, like, like it isn't that politics? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. But, I mean, it shouldn't be, but yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. There's just two very wildly different experiences. Yeah. And the tones of the movies. Are very different. I did really like the cinematography. I didn't love that. We talked about that. I know. They used a lot of, like, fisheye lenses. Like, overly used it. It's almost like the director was like, oh, this technology exists. I think he wanted, (laughs) like, because he used it before the movie started getting really weak. I think he wanted people to, like, notice it and be like, this isn't what you think it is. What would you rate this movie? Out of ten lesbian queens... About ten finger blasts. Dead children represented as rabbits. <laughs> I really liked the scene after Emma Stone married you, and she had she was like still plotting her rise, and he was like, "It's our wedding night. Can you at least help me out?" So she's like talking to herself, trying to figure out her next steps while giving him a handjob and telling him to not talk yeah. so she can focus on not giving him a handjob. That's that's interesting. I mean, she, apparently she did a good job. He was fine. <laughs> But she was just very focused on her monologue. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's why it sounds a little funny. Out of ten sad hand jobs, what would you rate this movie? <laughs> there we go. Seven and a half. Uh, I'd probably give this another seven. Solid movie. Worth seeing, especially if it was you're... very different and original, and that's yeah. what I like. If you're a fan of movies, you should see these movies, because they're not your typical, and they do different things. You might not like them, but hey, they try they the thing. They are movies. They do the thing, and it's pretty good. So there's movie talk for you. Are you going to see these movies, Rob? Definitely going to see Vice. That's that's going to happen. 
This other weird fever dream. I'm not sure I'm going to see that one. I think Maybe it's it. worth watching. You don't have to see it in theaters, but you should probably see it. At some point. It's it's going to get like Oscar nominations, I'm sure. So it'll oh, be talked about. Absolutely. Do you want to go into the TV now? Do you want to talk about the football yeah. really quick and just get our predictions out there? Yeah. All right. So in our yearly sports talk, because we only <laughs> ever talk about sports during the Super Bowl, I just thought it'd be interesting because we're recording on Friday, so the last two games of the playoffs are going to happen this Sunday, so I thought it'd be interesting to see if we, essentially Rob and I, would predict who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, in one game, we have the Saints versus the Rams, LA Rams, and then the other game is the Patriots versus the Chiefs, and who do you think, Bobbert? Do you have any preference? Do you care about these teams at all? For who's going to win the Super Bowl or who's going to win these games? Yeah, who's just going to the Super Bowl? Uh, Patriots and probably the Rams. Well, cool, because I'm hoping that it's the Chiefs and the Saints, because I think that'd be an interesting matchup. I think that'll be a very high-scoring Super Bowl, which I think would be the most entertaining for everybody. That is fair. We don't want to blow out. Blowouts are never fun to watch. Because if the Patriots go, it's, I'm just going to be bored due to the fact that it's the Patriots again. So we'll revisit that next week. Thanks for enduring our sports talk. It was really long. So let's sorry about that, guys. Let's wrap this bad boy up with series of unfortunate events, season three, all of it, spoilerific. Here we go. The because Brady and I we just watched the end before we recorded this, and I wish I had finished the book series because I want to know how it compares because the end is like a huge, not huge. It's the longest book. Yeah, compared to the other books, it's a very long book, mm-hmm. and this, in the show, we get an episode. That's 50 minutes, whereas wasn't it originally supposed to be a movie? I thought it was supposed to be like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's what I was anticipating, but it was just 50 minutes, so yeah. I was like, okay. Didn't feel super rushed. It did feel longer than the episode was. It felt longer, yeah. It's just the last episode felt kind of like meh compared to what was a really good series to me. Yeah. Like, it feels like they didn't know how to end it, but that doesn't make sense because they have the source material. That's just how the ending felt to me. Like, they were just like, eh, MacGuffins. They survive. It happened. It's good. What I've heard, they answered more questions than the books yeah. did. Oh, fuck, God. I hate that. Yeah. No, I Pretty. hate that the book didn't answer questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. But aside from the ending, like, even the last episode, I love the last scene of Beatrice Baudelaire and Lemony Snicket. I started tearing up. I thought that was very wholesome and cool. And I was like, okay, even if the last episode wasn't amazing, at least like the last scene, the last send-off was really nice and cute. And then even the this season, I thought, was really good about expanding even more on like the henchfolk, how they finally stood up and left when we saw them at the end. Hooky, we gotta see his resolution and his turn. Fernald. Yeah, Fernald. He got reunited with his sister, and we mm-hmm. see him become a hero which is cool five myers were reunited they were reunited Um, there was a lot of happy endings for a series of unfortunate events yeah yeah i'm i'm happy with it but i know that's not how it actually ends it ends way more sad (laughs) yeah just like no one knows what happens like i think it ends with olaf dying we just don't know what happens after that yeah i think that's how it ends does kit make it to the island alive in the book i don't know Okay. I think she dies. No, I'm, she does die in the in the books. I I, lo- I was curious because it, it seemed like there was a bunch of like 
stuff as I remember looking up in the passage. So she does die, and so does Olaf normally. Does she give birth though? Yeah, that okay. that, that whole thing with Beatrice and uh, the the Baudelaire's is accurate, I think, for the most part. But here's something interesting: is that uh, the guy who wrote the book, David Handler. Han- sorry, Daniel Daniel Handler. He actually wrote for the show too. Yeah, I feel like we so. mentioned this on the last. Thought we talked about it. But yeah, he was involved in the show as an executive producer, definitely, and he wrote some episodes. I I like that they do the uh, the kind of the synopsis updates with uh, the intro credits. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I I would always watch the first credits of the book just because I like how they did different things based on the book and like little clips of the book. Do you guys have a favorite character from the series as a whole? Yeah, through the seasons. I can go first. I liked Esme Squalor. I just thought she was such a... She stood out so much when you thought Olaf was this crazy character, and then the second season comes around, and then there's Esme. She's much more in. Yeah, and she just ramps it up and up to the point where even Olaf can't handle her, and she doesn't stop with Carmelita at the end. Mm -hmm. I thought she was just a... Her and Carmelita, I feel like, were highlights of the show, and they were very good villains to have, and I'm glad they utilized them until the end. I liked Hooky. He was my favorite character, because I, I didn't, having not read the books, uh, I think it was beginning of season two, I noticed like his character was different than the rest of the you know hench people, and I was like, he, you're, 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 not, you're not the worst. You actually have some redeeming qualities, and like he cares about Sunny. And his arc was just, it was just nice. It was wholesome. But he actually is not a terrible person. Probably the most profound character arc. Yeah. Especially in the season when he talks about, like, there's a lot of Good gray area with people. Like, there's mm-hmm. no one just noble or just evil. Everyone's oh. chopped salad. Yeah, cob salad. Cob salad. <laughs> Good salad. and bad things like, it was mixed a together. a funny way to deliver a really important message. I think that was the point of this season, especially. Mm-hmm. It's... There is no right or wrong, mm-hmm. evil, and Violet, Klaus, and Sunny helped start a fire. Mm-hmm. Multiple. They've and killed people, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a message to them as well as like the audience. It's like the world is gray, and you have to figure out what you do with that, and how you interact with it. Yeah, I would have liked the ending if it was longer. I didn't expect the triplet thing though. That was, but kind of the general theme though it was like there's always triplets. There's always triplets. Even yeah. the pale-faced girls, they weren't just twins. Really? Because they lost a sister. I forgot about that. Yeah, they That's were triplets funny. too. Yeah. I did also Six. like the fact that the uh, the bearded man and the woman without a beard, I forget exactly how they, they say it. It was um, just like that. The man with a beard but no hair and the woman with hair but no beard. That's the way. I know how words kind of work. Just like they ended up being part of like the law that like was still misguiding the Baudelaire's like throughout their entire like existence more or less yeah when you thought that this is going to be the great resolution and the law was going to prevail and justice would finally show itself and then it's like eh no sorry Baudelaire's that's not how it works not very realistic yeah yeah I was going to say that that was probably the most frustrating book because it's like they were so close and they had all these people that actually cared about them they are all there and it still didn't matter they yeah. still couldn't yep. get away Good show. It kept its quality through and through. So is that it? Any other thoughts on the series? I do have one thought, and it, it, it was mainly in the beginning, actually, like, getting into, like, the kind of the, the flow of the Big show. Thought. Big thought. 
as it is an annoying show to watch because Fuck yeah, it's, it, is. it 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 like bucks the the normal trend of like like positive re- uh, resolutions of problems where everything is just frustratingly annoying and wrong and you know it shouldn't be going this way but it's the story of this this these kids and their life and it just it messes with it like it's frustrating to watch because of that like it's like I want them to to be okay like even down to like we were talking about with the uh, the two judges being a part of the problem at the end of the day I was like come on why <laughs> why can't this be good but then you think about it it's like you were warned like the beginning of the of the book and Walk probably away. the, the look away like do not watch the show it's gonna ruin your day so it's like yeah it it it, it follows through with what it says it's gonna do yeah and it's just it's so different the worst from possible your way. normal story that it's frustrating because you're like there's no resolution it just it keeps getting worse every fucking episode like, yeah he was ready to rate it out of 10 sugar bowls yes so i forget what this this what was inside the sugar bowl again it was the sugar. oh that's right yeah hybrid yeah it was like a antidote but it was literally sugar mm-hmm. it was bitter sugar mm-hmm. that's why at the opera they kept mentioning how it tasted bitter oh yeah i, I didn't catch that the first time through. yeah that's true okay you go first i will give it nine out of ten for the season or the series season nine out of ten. um I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten as well well i will also be giving it a nine out of ten Whoa. i think this is the first time we've been unanimous probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I gave last season a 9 as well. And since I feel like it stayed the same quality, then no reason to give it any less or any more. So, mm-hmm. good job, Lemony Snicket. You you made a frustrating story happen. <laughs> you follow through. So, that'll do it. That's all the topics we got for you this week. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you didn't get too much spoiled for you. But you spoiled a lot. But the timestamps will be in the description, so skip around as you wish. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you go to our website, testtalk.podbean.com. So we're on iTunes. Give us a rating there. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Wherever you need podcasts, we're there. We have a Twitter, chess underscore talk. Go there. Give us a follow. Give us a tweet. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us anything. We'll listen. And that's all I got. I don't got nothing. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.